Welcome to the F4 Podcast, where faith, family, fun, and finance intersect for a purposeful life. I'm Travis, and with my wife, Rebecca, we are here to guide you on a journey towards financial peace and success. Join us as we explore the realms of personal finance, from saving and budgeting to investing and retirement planning. But we don't stop there. We'll also delve into the deeper meaning behind it all, how aligning our faith and finances can make a lasting impact on the kingdom of God. Get ready to transform your mindset, take control of your money, and become a catalyst for change. Let's dive in. Hi, on today's episode, we're going to talk about the four main things you need to take care of financially before you take care of anything else. And then we're going to talk about Dave Ramsey's recommended baby steps in general. And we're going to tackle the first baby step, which is um, having an emergency fund. We're going to talk about that in a lot of detail. The first thing we're going to talk about, the four things that you really need to worry about are shelter, transportation, food, and utilities. So number one is shelter. Whether you rent or you have an apartment, make sure you take care of that. First and foremost, you wanna have a roof over your head. All right, so number two is? Transportation. Um, Specifically, getting back and forth to work, doctor's appointments, and getting your kids where they need to be. Yeah, it's hard to have a job if you don't have a good source of transportation. A lot of jobs will ask you that when you apply. So having your transportation taken care of is important. So that means not just having enough money for gas, but ideally making sure you're doing your oil changes as well, because that is the lifeblood of your vehicle. And if you don't take care of that, you can have major engine failure and then you won't have transportation. Uh, Another option is public transportation, which is a big thing in bigger cities and is even starting to work its way into smaller ones. If you can't afford your own vehicle, that's definitely a more cost-effective means of getting back and forth to where you need to go. It's a good option. And then number three is take care of your food. want to make sure you can feed your family, but obviously that means just the necessities. If you're super struggling with money, then, you know, Dave Ramsey likes to say rice and beans, but find whatever you guys can eat and feed yourselves without spending a lot of money on extra things like luxury items like soda or whatever that may be, eating out especially. Uh, One of the quotes that he says a lot that I like is if you, the only reason you should see the inside of a restaurant is if you work there. (laughs) And maybe that's a little harsh, but It's true. If you're to the point where you're struggling to provide shelter and transportation, you shouldn't be eating out because eating out is more expensive and that's a waste of your precious funds, your precious limited funds. Um, So don't, don't waste your money if you're really struggling. Focus on shelter, transportation, necessary food, and And utilities. Necessary utilities, right? No, no, no. Because uh, that's not cable. Cable is not necessary. That's not Netflix. It's not necessary. If you are truly struggling, you need to cut those things. Yes. So like in Arkansas, peak summer, air conditioning might be a necessity, but some places it's not. Right. Yeah. So you could, Mm -hmm. there are ways to lower your utilities um, if you're truly struggling and you need to do that. 
Um, but take care of those four things first, because without those four things, earning money is going to be very difficult for you. If you don't have good transportation, if you don't have shelter, if you don't have food, you're going to be angry and not a happy person. So it's going to be hard to hold down a job. Um, take care of those four things first. Mm -hmm. All right. So next we're going to talk about the seven baby steps. After you've taken care of those four things, this is where you want to go. Yeah. You want to start with an emergency fund and you want to end with having so much money you don't know what to do with until you're giving it away. Yes. So let's talk about it. These are originally written by Dave Ramsey, but they're great advice for anybody. Um, so we're going to share them with you and explain what they consist of. Number one, have a $1,000 emergency fund. So after you've established your shelter, transportation, your utilities are taken care of, and you fed yourself from your own refrigerator at home, um, save $1,000. We're going to talk about that in more detail. So step two. Step two is... Pay off all debt except your house. Step three is going to be fully funding that emergency fund that we talked about in step one. That was just the baby step to get you started. After you pay off your debt, you're going to want to save three to six months worth of expenses into your emergency fund. And that's when we would consider it fully funded. And up to nine or 12 months, depending on your income and the cost of living where you live. Yeah, maybe you need to think about, but three to six is your starting place to get started. Maybe you want a bigger one than that so that you can feel comfortable. Step four. Uh, invest 15% of your household income for retirement. And so that's, you know, once you've established a emergency fund that's fully funded to a level that you're comfortable with, you want to start taking that excess money you have after that putting that towards your investments. Yep. Step, step five is going to be saving for your children's future or their education. If you have kids, you may want to start moving towards that so that they can have a head start in life. And baby step six is to pay off your home early. Yes, that is a great feeling once your home is totally paid off and you don't have to make payments anymore. You can use that money for other things like more investments or more fun stuff. Um, and then step seven is build wealth and give generously. And that's the best step because now you're able to do whatever you want with your money. You can give where you want to give and you can do a lot more things, a lot more financial freedom once you've reached that step. Now that we've covered all seven baby steps, let's talk about how emergency funds can turn catastrophes into inconveniences. It doesn't make emergencies go away. I wish it did. I wish there was a way to just say, you know what? We'll never have an emergency again. Someday in heaven, right? Right? Yes. Um, but it doesn't do that, but it will make them much more peaceful, a lot less anxiety, a lot easier to sleep at night when you have an emergency fund. So the place to start is saving a thousand dollars. So let's talk about why we want to do that in the first place. What could go wrong? Oh, why, yeah. why could you need an emergency? Fund, yeah. For so specifically for us early in our marriage, our air conditioner went out mm -hmm. and we knew that was going to happen. So we started saving, but it was even a bigger expense than we had expected. It was definitely more than the recommended thousand dollar minimum emergency yes. fund. Yes. But thankfully, because we'd had a fully or a funded emergency mostly fund, funded, emergency. mostly funded at that point. Yeah. We were able to pay off that expense. And it wasn't fun, but it wasn't, it didn't 
impact us negatively. Yeah, honestly, that was pretty early in our marriage, and I think it was probably about half of our life savings at that point. Yeah. It was it was a lot for us. Because we had estimated maybe 3000 and I think it was five. Probably. Um, and we probably had maybe $10,000 yep. to our name at that point in our marriage a couple years in. You know, yeah. we'd saved some, but not a lot. Yeah, because I hadn't started working still in school. yet. Yeah. So that's one thing that could go wrong. Another thing is you could have a hot water break. Um, or hot water failure, that could be about $1,000 by the time you get the replacement part and have someone install it if you don't know how or more. whatever. It's an expensive fix, so that's something that could go wrong. You could have health problems. There's a lot of things that are unexpected um, that can happen. You could have car problems, and yeah. that's important to yeah, get to your job. We talked about that. To shelter, transportation, food, and utility. Right. Um, so we've definitely had some, unfortunately, some emergencies that happened to us. Unfortunately, we were well prepared, and it went a lot smoother than if we hadn't been. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and number one, one of the number one problems in marriage, number one things that people fight over is money. And so having that emergency fund in place allowed us to avoid a lot of the money fights that people have because yeah. when this stuff happened... We didn't have to say, okay, let's redo our entire budget or let's um, figure out which of us is going to sacrifice to make it happen. We were able to just take care of it. And that was a blessing to our marriage, I think. Yeah, I agree. So we've talked about what could go wrong. Mm -hmm. But what exactly is an emergency fund used for? That's a great question. And the, the silly answer, of course, is emergencies, right? Um, You use your emergency fund for emergencies only. Um, So that means not for going to do something fun, not for eating out. It's not for going on vacation. Not for forgetting to plan for recurring expenses. Yeah. And so there's a lot of things. Um, Routine expenses are not emergencies. You need to be planning ahead for routine expenses. Now, that can be emergencies because you didn't plan ahead, but you want to not put yourself in that position if you can help it. So, for example, everyone is going to need new tires at some point Mm -hmm. on your vehicle. It's just going to happen. And you can pretty well know about when that's going to be because they last so many miles. And so if you're diligent, you can check and know how many miles that's going to take. And so instead of that being an emergency, you should be budgeting to buy new tires at some point. Yes. Your emergency finally should only be used for emergencies. Don't raid that money for anything else. So let's talk about some other emergencies, quote unquote, that shouldn't be emergencies because they could be prevented. Okay. Um, so we just discussed buying new tires, but in, on the same line of, line of thinking with that, maintaining oil changes and rotating your tires. Yes. Can help prolong the life of the tires in the car. For sure. Yeah. To me, oil changes is a non-negotiable. Yes. Because not doing that can literally cause engine failure and then you don't have a car. Yeah. That's a huge one. Other things are improving your diet, exercise. That can help lower your healthcare yeah. costs ultimately. Um, so for everyone, there is a trade-off between um, a cost-benefit yeah. between the maintenance cost versus the after cost. Um, so for example, 
if you just don't have time to diet and exercise, that's okay. You're choosing that, but you're also going to choose higher health bills. And yeah. so there, but it, it, you don't want to exercise 24 seven so that you have zero health bills. So there's a trade off. You have to find where is the yeah. balance, where is the medium point that works for your life. Yeah. That's different for everyone. All right. So Becca, where should our listeners keep their emergency fund? I would recommend keeping it in a separate savings account. That way you have to go through an extra step in order to access it. Yeah, that's great. So like, yeah, don't keep it in your purse or your wallet somewhere where you have it easily available in cash because the tendency is going to be to just grab that money and use it for eating out or whatever the case may be or the new toy or the new gun or whatever it is yeah. that you want. You're going to see that and be like, oh, I could spend it, but you want it out of sight, out of mind. Yes. You want that money somewhere where you have to go extra steps, like Becca said, a to, lot of to get to it. accounts come with a maximum amount of withdrawals per month and things like that that you can put in place to help keep out of it if you need it. Yeah, it might help you have that extra step. Yeah. Um, in general, I don't recommend giving it to someone else no. because then there's that risk. You're just making bank. you're making them, yeah, just the bank. Uh, you don't want to put someone else in uh, a position where they have to manage your money for you because yep. then you're kind of avoiding that self-accountability. Yeah. Um, and you don't want to do that. All right. Next question. Okay. What happens when I have an emergency? Well, that's a great question as well. You use your emergency fund, what? right? And it's going to make you feel bad because you worked really hard by this point, probably, um, to get your emergency fund built up. So you're going to feel terrible gonna feel about like having to take the funds out. Back to square one. Yeah. And that can, be, <laughs> that can be um, de demoralizing a little yep. bit when you have to take it out, especially if you haven't fully funded it. Say you got up to $500, $600, and then you had an emergency and a tire blew out, and now you had to spend 300 yep. of it. It's like, oh, man. And, but that just happens. It's part of life. It's the growing, growing pains. And so, yeah, it is. So just be grateful that you've been blessed enough to have saved up enough that this is just now an inconvenience and not an emergency. You're not having to scramble and sell stuff to be able to pay for your new tire, mm -hmm. but you're able to pay for it out of your emergency fund. And that's a blessing yeah. um, that you enabled yourself to have. Uh, or something I say a lot is focus on what you have done, not on the things you haven't. So if you have to use your emergency fund earlier than expected and you see all that hard work dwindle and it feels like it's not paying off, Focus on how much you did save, not how far away you were from your goal. And that'll keep you motivated to keep investing in that savings fund. Yeah, no matter what happens, be thankful that you did as much as you were able to do and roll with the punches and get right back in and start saving towards your goals again. Yep. You will get there. It is possible. Uh, so let's talk about what are some ways that our listeners could work towards saving a $1,000 emergency fund? Okay. First off, do whatever you can. Even $20 a week will turn into a fully funded emergency fund in a year. And that's a long time. Yeah. A year is a long time. You hopefully want to get it quicker than that. 
but anything is better than nothing. Just that's like one meal eating out for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Once a week, save that for an emergency fund. Yeah. It's, it's a lot smaller when it looks like that. Um, some other things you can do, you can sell stuff. Mm -hmm. If you've got assets that can be sold either on Facebook marketplace or eBay or whatever, if you sell it now, you will be able to be patient and get more money for the things that you're trying to sell as opposed to, I have an emergency and I need money right now, then you're going to have to liquidate those things for whatever someone will pay for because you're in a hurry. Yeah. Time is not your friend when it's an emergency. And so if you liquidate those things now, you can be patient and you can get good money for the things that you need to sell. Another practical thing that a lot of people don't think of is just ask for a raise. Yeah. Yeah. And don't, you know, when you ask for a raise, don't be like, oh, I'm having trouble with money, so I need a raise. You know, take your time, know what you're worth, know what people in your position normally get paid. Even pretend to know what you're worth if you're not feeling it. Right. Confidence <laughs> is key. Yeah. Go in there and say, hey, you know, cost of living is going up, inflation's going up. I really believe I deserve a raise. I'm doing an excellent job at this, this, and this, and I'm making the company money because of this, this, and I've this. I've been here this long as a loyal employee. Correct. Whatever you can sell yourself with. Yeah, and ask for a raise. And the worst thing they can do is say no. They're not going to fire you because you asked for a raise. Yeah. Um, another thing you can do is take an extra job. Do part-time. You can do Uber. You can do, there's a lot of jobs you can work from home mm -hmm. after hours. Um, so having an extra job is an option. Now, it may be difficult if you have kids or whatever, but it is a good option short term. Yeah. You know, find a short term job just to get that emergency fund funded. I'm not saying you need to work 24 hours a day forever, mm -hmm. but get the emergency funded, get your emergency fund funded, and that will help you make better financial decisions in the future. Yeah. Because, um, again, once you have an emergency fund, it allows you the freedom and the time to slow down and make better decisions because you're not in a rush to scramble money together at the you last minute. You don't have minute. to change your day-to-day -day living expenses in order to pay for emergencies. Correct. That's great. What's another thing we could do? Uh, oh, I mean, if you have kids that you're having to stay home with and watch, you can babysit. Yeah. I mean, that's another way. It's a good idea because you're already do So capitalize on something you're already doing. Yeah. Like if you're already mowing your yard, maybe you can ask the neighbor, hey, would you be willing to pay me to mow your yard? And in that case, you can say, hey, I'm tough on money this month. It would help me out. <laughs> right. Um, something else you can do if you're good at something, maybe you can teach others. Maybe you can, you know, if you play piano, maybe you can teach piano lessons. If you take karate, maybe you can teach other people how to do that. Whatever skill you're good at or whatever knowledge you have that other people don't have, maybe you can capitalize on that and teach in your off hours. Well, we hope hearing this episode has motivated you to start an emergency fund if you haven't already, and that that emergency fund will help you live a much more peaceful life and will allow you to reach your financial goals, such as paying off your debt and funding your future. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube channel so you can get all of the latest episodes. That wraps up another empowering episode of the F4 Podcast. Remember, it's not just about the dollars and cents, but about building the kingdom of God in every aspect of your life. 
we hope you've gained valuable insights on how to navigate the world of personal finance while prioritizing faith, family, and fun. Take what you've learned today and apply it with intentionality. Together, let's sow seeds of financial wisdom and make a difference. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and share it with others who are seeking financial peace and a higher purpose. Until next time, keep living F4, prioritizing faith, family, and